Hey guys, this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horwitz. And we have quite the guest for you today. Uh, this is a very, very talented writer, actor, improviser, performer. He's just a super funny all-around dude. And uh, I, I have to I have to also say he's one of my oldest and best friends. Mm. Um, this was this is such a fun conversation. And it touches on basically every single thing that we do talk about on this show. Uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. It's Mookie Blakelock. Here we go. I'm sorry. You said I was going to also whisper. Yeah, I wanted it to be a conjoined whisper. You want to do it again? Mm -hmm, I'd like to start again. Ready? Hi. Mm. Interesting energy to have chosen to go into the episode with Stevie. You know, sometimes you make a choice and sometimes it's the wrong choice, but at least it was a choice. That is so true. Mook, how are you? I'm great. Uh, Let's start slow. It. I don't. We'll go slow. Yeah. You know, this is a this is whatever you want. This to be. living in the sea, it's fast paced. I want to relax. Yeah, we can uh, be silent for fifty minutes if you'd prefer. I'd love that. Look, <laughs> let me just jump in and say thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm you very are excited. a longtime friend of mine. We go way back. I know a lot about you, and I don't want to lead the conversation too much because obviously I'm but one host of the show. Uh, it's a food and relation pod. What's the most uh, recent thing you ate? Mm. Well, that would have to be um, my late breakfast this morning. Late breakfast. Late breakfast. Well, I um, this morning was I woke up, I had a smoothie, I went to the gym, and then I came back and I ate a ton of food because I was hungry from mm. being at the gym. So I ate, um, and I'm trying to eat healthy lately, so I had some, uh, I did some um, some chicken and some kale with a, with a couple of fried eggs on top of it. Yum. It was good. What kind of oil did you use? Well, um, we're talking we're talking in the skillet um, some green onion with some olive oil. Then I had some. I, I buy I buy a lot of the pre made rotisserie chickens from the grocery store. Love those. So I had some chicken breast that I chopped up into some cubes. Put that in there. I I, I roasted some kale last night. Threw some of that in. I did put some cheese some cheese on it because. Um, you gotta. I can't. Makes everything taste I better. I can't live without it. No. And then I fried up a couple of sunny side of eggs in the nonstick, slopped them on top, little hot sauce. Sounds ideal. Do you guys find? And and I'm I'm coming in uh, to the to the exercising and, and making my own food game a little bit late, but uh, I've been experiencing this in the last month. Do you find that um, a lot a big part of eating healthy is <laughs> Throwing a bunch of shit into a bowl. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how intuitive that was. Uh, you know, like a couple days ago, I I uh, roasted um, five or six sweet potatoes, and then went, oh no, what am I going to do with these? And then just put them in a Ziploc bag and put them in my fridge. Then I've been taking them out, taking the skin off, mushing them all up, putting some chicken in there, putting some greens in there. Yeah, yeah. Putting in the microwave for a minute. And then uh, I have a meal that I don't feel terrible about. It's no joke yep. that like, um, 
or it's not no joke. It's no coincidence that like every healthy place is like bowls now. Yes, it's like a rice bowl yes. with an egg and kale. Yes, because I think that all of those things individually on their own are kind of boring. Yep. And then you throw them all together and you put like a sauce on them or something that like binds them together in some way or cheese or something. Yeah. Or you put a runny egg on top of it and then you just like, you you like slop it all into your mouth so that it's... I mean, it's good. It's not disgusting. Sometimes it is, but like that it's a palatable, like if I just eat some kale, that's, it's boring. Yeah. If I just eat some chicken, it's boring. If I eat some quinoa, it's boring. Together. Throw those all in a thing, get them hot, put something on top of it, put a sauce on it. It's great. It's so good. And it makes it easy. Yeah. And it's the whole key to just like eating healthy. You have to. You have to cook at home. Yeah. It's and it's variety, right? Like I feel like every time the bowl looks different, like for me, I'm like, yep. there's always a different sauce. There's always a different green or whatever it is. And yeah, I love that. I also like the idea of a unifying sauce. Like you're so right that every oh, restaurant yeah. just unifies it with like, this one's a buffalo sauce. Yep. This one's um, a fermented green chili sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always just one sauce. Chimichurri. Uh-huh, always. Like love tahini that. adjacent kind of thing. Oh yes. yeah. People love tahini. Yes. Uh, yeah. If it's, it's, it really realizing I feel like that oddly is the key is put stuff in a bowl. You're absolutely right. that restaurants have, have figured that out before some of us have. I, I did always think, Oh, it is so boring to put some spinach and some chicken on a plate and somehow cubing that chicken, sauteing that spinach, put me using that as a base and then having like a third thing. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's also funny. I've thought recently about how, um, the stuff that I make it, I, I, I've ma- I make food for other people. I love making food for other people mm. and like having guests over and making food for them and having them be impressed by how good I am at it yeah. and, and having them go, you're incredible. Look at you. You're the whole package. Um, but, <laughs> uh, like the stuff that I, I was thinking about how the stuff I make at home for myself by myself, some of that stuff I would never serve to other people, never serve to other people. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Where I would just be like, I'll throw a scoop of mayonnaise into this just because I like the taste of mayonnaise. And if anyone came to my house and I went, I put a scoop of mayonnaise, they would be like, that's disgusting. <laughs> and they're right. But also, I like it when I'm by myself and it doesn't matter because they're not there to to say anything. Yes. Yeah. I got I got uh, secondhand embarrassed for myself for no reason for a second. The other day, I, was, uh, I had bought uh, chicken breasts. It was the last possible day. That they were uh, uh to they they were fine before it was like oh either freeze them or throw them away and so I cooked them in a cast iron skillet um didn't realize like halfway through I did not own a meat thermometer and I uh it was like this is the key to like crispy golden brown chicken and then the picture is like it's it's uh cut into strips and it's on a traditional bowl as we've been talking mm. about and i said oh that sounds so great and aspirational <laughs> and i started to cook it and i and and like after the requisite time i went oh i did it it's per- look at this it's perfect and i cut into the middle and i said oh that is um that is pink mm. and then the next hour mm. was just me making my entire apartment smell like chicken and turning it over and like pressing it like it's just it was a it was the it went from like Oh, I could take a picture. I could send a picture of this to someone too. This is a crime. I've created a crime yeah. scene, <laughs> and uh, the victim—the victim is three chickens. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's Poor so guys. funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the meals I make, minus the things I bake, like I'm good at baking, but I'm not good at cooking. I would never serve to anyone else. Yeah, like I would be humiliated if I like served you a plate of the food I eat. Well, it's crazy. I mean, how much. Um, 
look, I'm not saying anything and nobody has already said a million times, but um, like you eat with your eyes and you want to look at something that looks appetizing. I've made a bunch of shitty stuff that looks disgusting that tastes really good. Like I tried to make a cake a long time ago, like an ice cream cake, and I never mm. made an ice cream cake. And I mean like it looked like it looked like a piece of shit. Like it looked like <laughs> a, a big lump of shit. Wait, Wait, what? Was it I, chocolate? It was chocolate cake. I made like two layers of chocolate cake, but it was like I didn't know how to I wanted to do like I I cut it in half. No, it was I'm sorry, it was two layers of chocolate cake. I wanted to put an ice cream layer in the middle and an yes. ice cream layer on top. But the ice cream I let get too soft. Mm. But I had to let it get soft enough so that I could spread it, it yeah. and scoop it across a cake. But I let it get too soft. So I did it. I put it immediately back in the freezer. But it was still soft enough that it kept melting a little bit in the freezer before it started freezing. Mm-hmm. And so it was like lopsided. And it was like slopped out on one side. And it all slid off on one side. And it froze on one half of it. And it looked revolting. <laughs> but it was chocolate cake and ice cream. It tasted Wow. Fine. Yeah. I never considered that you can make an ice cream cake. Yeah. I've only thought you can buy them. Wait, is there... It's very hard. Is there like a thing? There should be like a thing. There probably is. That's like um, you melt the ice cream in like a pan-shaped thing that's the same size as the cake. I think you can just do that in a pan. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. That feels feels very right to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then there's the matter of getting it out of the pan. Yeah. But it should be like an, in my head, it should be like an ice cube, like a silicone ice cube type thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that actually would make sense. When when we inevitably spin this off into a Food Network show and we have our own line of uh, of cookware, that will be one of them. Yeah, it'll be an ice cream cake thing. It, and, it, and that we'll and, call it that. And that will happen. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. You ever manifest things on a podcast? <laughs> I want it for you guys. <laughs> um, Whether or not I'm involved, please, I would like. You you'll know, be heavily I was here involved at the, at the the conception of it. Yeah. Um. So without without throwing either of us under the bus, uh, you know, you and I have known each other a long time. We've eaten. Uh, well and poorly together. We went to college mm-hmm. together. We lived out here for a time, and mm-hmm. I didn't uh, know any each of other's this. eating habits. Oh yep. yeah, I didn't oh, know yeah. any of this. No, yeah, way, Mook, way back. Uh, Mook is one of my oldest friends. How long? How many years has it been? Over uh, fifteen. Yeah, I think we met in two thousand three. Okay, wow, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, Emerson College. Oh, Emerson. My sophomore year. My junior year. Your junior year. Yeah, oh, that's cool. We I mean, were on a. We were on an. Improv and sketch comedy troupe. <laughs> Whoa! Campus. Yes, back in the day, mm-hmm. that was yes. pretty much before improv and comedy was even popular. Oh, I thought you were going to say invented. <laughs> uh, truly, I think we we certainly didn't invent it. No. Uh, I think we set it back. <laughs> we were we were on a we were on a team that had that was like a school funded and had been uh, going since I believe nineteen eighty six or seven. Wow. Six. Six. Um, wow. Yeah, and like every now and then, alumni members would get in touch with the group, and we would find you know like a rogue VHS tape or something on YouTube that an alumni person had had uploaded. Uh, although actually, that didn't happen until later because uh, us being in that group predated YouTube. Mm. Damn. Um, yep. 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 Thank but, God, because some of that stuff was yeah, that would be horrible, heinously bad. I have them on VHS tapes. In my apartment now, I don't have a VCR. Same. I don't want to see them. Same. I have one show on DVD, um, and I, I eventually, I will have to, I'll have to burn them. I'd say yeah. the the unifying thread through all of those shows was not knowing that, um, being like, oh, there's only ten things in the show. It's not going to be that long, but not realizing that 
you know, the, the way you formatted a script, et cetera. A lot of our pieces ended up being six, seven, eight minutes long. And so our shows were incredibly long. Like four hours? Um, two. That's we used two. to have an intermission. Yeah. Wow. I think my last show with the group, I was like, let's not have an intermission. We'll just do less things. And it still was like an hour 45. That <laughs> it is was very so much long. Like a, like a, a group of habit of like, well, every other year before us they did a long two hour show with all of these and we have to shoot five videos and five audio sketches and five, and it's, it was just you know you were truly the person that came into that group and was like what if we just made it easier for ourselves and just did less stuff that was funny and I think I was like the one thing that led to, to heartbreak uh, not of us is that we used to do um, audio pieces where we would go to the home of these uh, older hippies mm-hmm. named, I believe, Ethan and Allison. Correct. Uh, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Are you Massachusetts. kidding that you can remember that? They oh, yeah. had a, I, well, I will never forget that they had this. They're like, very memorable. Ethan they, and Allison. They were these really eccentric people who had this basement recording studio. And we would record these like very elaborate kind of radio play style pieces. And <laughs> we would, in the middle of, in the midst of our show, we would play these five pieces throughout the show and we would, turn off all the lights and put like a blue background on the video screen. And they would just, people just sit there and listen to these pieces. And uh, I think my last semester, I was like, we got to stop going to these, these people. And uh, they were upset. Oh, wow. Yes, they've they, been working with people since I believe since oh. 86. They were like the unofficial uh, historians of this group. And they loved it when we came every semester and recorded our audio sketches. And um, I had to be the one after, 20 years of them doing it to say like, Hey, we're not going to do this anymore. And I remember them calling me back and leaving me a message that was like, no, please. Is it about money? You don't have to pay us. Cause we Aww. would pay them a little bit. It was very, it was more <laughs> it was just that it was untenable. Like, it would have been, yeah. it would have been one thing we if were we moving had... forward into the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, all of that is to say, uh, so anyways, <laughs> I was like, what is all of that to say? <laughs> all of that is to say, and we, and yeah. obviously we got uh, sidetracked as, as old pals do. But my question oh, was, yeah. Um, do you have a conscious uh, memory? Like, do you know around when you made a choice in your brain of, because I remember, that, you know, you started cooking in the time that I've known you and you became pretty good at it. And I just wonder if you remember what that moment was or when it was mm. uh, and, and what and what like led you to do that. And I have a follow up question prepped. OK, prep. It's already prepped. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should I? I'll answer this one first. Yeah, I she want. It's okay. locked and loaded. I mean, it's locked and loaded. Well, yeah. if you're talking about when I decided to like take cooking seriously and like be good at it, yeah, it was well to tie it into relationships. It was when I met my um, now ex girlfriend um, ten years ago, who we we started dating, and she was very good at cooking. She was a vegan at the time, mm. and she had a vegan cooking blog, and she oh, was right. really good at making vegan food. And then I, of course, like tried to be vegan for like three weeks and. That's, I think, about how long it lasted. But I started to to impress her, tr- started to try and cook stuff because I was like, I was living with you mm-hmm. and Charlene Yee in an apartment in Koreatown. And she would come over and I'd be like, I make food too. And I would, no joke, make like fried rice with like frozen vegetables. And like I would put like barbecue sauce and mustard in it. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I'd be like, it was barbecue. It's barbecue fried rice, and I remember she very politely was like, mm, "It's good." Nice. <laughs> oh, no. uh, oh, that's that's hard to but, handle. But we we started dating, and we were we were together for almost ten years. But in somewhere like a couple years into that time, 
I think it was like once we started living together, it was like we would just cook together or I would watch her cook. And then like somebody, like a friend of mine taught me a couple things about like, my friend was like, go to McCall's uh, meat market on Hillhurst um, and like buy a really nice hanger steak. And all you do is like sear it on each side for one minute and then you put it in the oven for 15 minutes and it's, and you just put salt and pepper on it and it's the most delicious steak you've ever had. And it was, and that's when I was like, Oh, this is actually a lot easier than it seems to be. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't cook because they're like, it's really hard. And it's like, it's really not. You have to learn like 10 base things and then you can kind of make anything. And then it got cooking and I got cooking enough to the point where like I could be like making up my own recipes now or like, taking a recipe and going like, but I'm subbing this for this and I think it would be this or I'm going to do this with like Asian flavors instead of uh, Mediterranean flavors or something. And it just like, and now I just, I love cooking. I love cooking at home. It's such an easy way to like eat good food, save money, eat healthy. Like if I can make something at home that I could like, or if I eat something at a restaurant that I could like make better at home by myself for cheaper then it's like all the more reason to always just be like, I eat at home like 90% of the time and I love it. And I, it's mostly now just me cooking for myself, but it's, I still, I'm still very glad that I am doing it now that I'm a single person living by myself and that I didn't just sort of be like, I'll just just slip back into the, Yeah. I feel like you do it long enough and you're just like, well, I can't go back. It's like too good just to know, be like every time I eat something, it's going to be good. Yeah. And then occasionally, you know, I'll eat Del Taco and it's fine. That's yeah, also balance, great. baby. Of course. Um, okay. This is a different follow-up question because you already answered my question, which mm. was going to say, how did you like learn the basics? Right. But, um, how did, was it hard to date a vegan when you're not vegan? Like was the way you guys ate very different and hard? Is that hard? No, I don't think so. It wasn't hard. It, it, she was not somebody who was like a, um, I don't know how to put it. I don't I guess for lack of a better word, like judgmental, you know, she was just like, you can eat what you want. I'll eat what I want. I tried a lot more vegan food because I was dating her. And then, um, not too long after we, um, started dating, she was no longer a vegan. She was just a vegetarian and now, and then, then, then fully just ate meat and everything. She's, I don't, I don't think it was my influence or anything, but I think that I, I don't know what I, I don't <laughs> I don't it's I don't also, know what I happened. mean you know there is, probably is something to seeing your partner eating something that looks really good and going I, I can't I eat that yeah I, I might want to bite of that I think for her too it was like meat was something so she's I was gonna say she was she still is um like an acupuncturist and an herbalist and she knows a lot and she cool. specializes in like women's fertility and stuff like that so she knows a lot about like the body and her body. And she was like, at a certain point she was like not eating meat for a while was not good for me. And like having, you know, eating red meat every now and then and eating chicken was like good for my body and good for my blood and good for my cycle and things like that. So that's, that's what I don't think it was. I I don't want it to seem like it was, I was like, come on, eat a steak. No, 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 I trust that you didn't do that. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. That was my exact experience. I was vegan for years and then, my acupuncturist was just like, this, your body is not responding to this. Mm-hmm. And then I started eating meat and I've never felt more alive. Yep. <laughs> if like, I feel so yep. good. Yep. Yep. And it brought up my blood pressure, which was too low. Like all these things started healing through just eating a little bit of meat. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great when you can adjust like that and just be like, you know what? 
Oh, well. Totally. It's hard because like I'm so um, I'm very much like I very much admire people who can be vegan and vegetarian who want to do it and who do it for the moral reasons that they do it. I think it's totally legit. Me too. Um, and valid and not stupid. And I don't think you should roll your eyes at those people. But it's also just like it's different for every person. And, you know. I think you maybe can't deny that like meat is good for the human body and it sucks that a lot of it comes from like animals who are tortured and um, sometimes you just got to do what's good for yourself and be as responsible as you can and try your best to like eat meat from sustainable farms or, you know, like not beat yourself up if you don't eat. Yeah. Meat from a sustainable or, or whatever if you eat Del Taco or, or whatever. Yeah, you know? I think that's great. I think that's like such a mindful approach. And I also think like giving yourself the grace to know that you also change over time mm-hmm. too. You know, like it was hard for me to go from like straight up vegan to eating meat in terms of what I thought was ethically okay or not. And then I like was able to be like, well, you know what? Like this is actually, I'm be- my whole body feels better, which means I'm operating in society better. Yeah. Mm, that's fine. Totally. Yeah. That's good for now. What was that first time like eating meat after like years of not? Was it scary? Oh, it was incredible, honestly. Like, (laughs) I'm not kidding. Afterwards, I felt like I could like run a marathon. Like I was suffering from such fatigue and Mm -hmm. such like I was like my face was like the color gray. Like Mm -hmm. I just didn't look alive. I ate meat and people started the next day. People were like, you look amazing. Like it was like instant. Like you could see it. Was it chicken? I th- no the first meat I ate I think I went full fledged like steak because that yeah. yeah. was my favorite food you know so I was like might as well just eat what I want yeah I ate steak it felt so good it's weird how like they link up too with like this is also something I learned from this person that I used to date of yeah. like it's a very sort of like holistic herbal sort of idea but like like if meat is red like if red goes into your body it's like good for your red blood and like if you know like like chicken is like lighter and it's good for your like muscles and your skin or whatever Mm. but it's like like literally eating like juicy red bloody meat is like good for your like the inside of like all your like bloody red organs in your veins oh that makes sense I yeah it's I mean all that stuff is is so fascinating and 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 objecting to Morally objecting makes so much sense. Yeah. But I, um, I think the way I, I feel about all that stuff is like, and it's, it's not to, um, be down on my own intellect, but it's like, even just like taking fitness seriously, taking eating seriously, taking your mental health seriously. I think it really all ties into 30s to 40s, 40s to 50s and beyond because I, I mean, I love conscientious, smart people in their 20s, but I was not one of them. 20 to 30 was just like, I never, ever thought about that stuff. And if I did work out or eat healthy, it was like either consequential or like, or it was inconsequential or it was like, oh, I, I want to, I, I, what if I could get abs? I'll try to do some push-ups. Durr. You know yeah, what I mean? It was like superficial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not only superficial, it was just, it wasn't rooted in anything. And I think yeah. what, you know, a couple of years ago, it's well documented in this podcast. I, I had a back injury and then my doctor was like, either like, here's your MRI results, either have truly one of the most invasive risky surgeries you could ever have or go do some Pilates. 
And I was like, oh, those are my choices. Surgery. Okay, sure. Surgery early. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, any excuse to have surgery, <laughs> especially if it's risky. No, but yeah, I, um, um, realizing, okay, like that was, you know, early 30s yeah. for me. And, and, and it was that it was just time for me to start taking that stuff seriously. But realizing, oh, I don't know anything about myself or my body. So just you going, chicken's good for this. Beef is good for this. I could be wrong about those two, but that's ju- that's my general. Either way, the fact that there is a rhyme or reason to that right. is, yeah. is something that I think doesn't occur to a lot of people. And and unfortunately, some people don't have the mindset, the wherewithal, or the means to even think about their, themselves that way. And, you know, those people are feeding their babies Mountain Dew in a baby bottle in, in uh, the Ozarks. Mm. That's just an example of something I saw once that really upset me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's upsetting. Well, I feel like your 20s are like... The, the motto of everyone's 20s is like, I don't have to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't have to subscribe to that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to. Even even like st- something as stupid as like, I don't have to like wear a seatbelt. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I am a grown up for the first time in my life. Legally. Not emotionally. Yeah, 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 yeah. But legally, I, you don't, I, your mom and dad aren't there to say, put your seatbelt on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you or, get to just like live your life. Yes. And so... It's awesome to just be like, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to eat McDonald's every day. I can do that now. Yeah. And I will. Yeah. It's like the pendulum kind of swings in that direction. And then in your 30s, 40s, you just start like being like, maybe the middle of the line is actually a better road. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it feels better and it's more rewarding. Yeah. And as much as every single day I do not want to go to the gym and work out, I'm like, you're going to feel great afterwards. It's going to be better for your general Yes. Just health and happiness. So why don't you just do it? Yeah. And I still hate it every single day. I try and talk myself out of it. But do you hate the actual, like for me, I hate the getting there, but the doing of it, I love. I love like taking a run or going on a walk or, you know what I mean? It's the getting there that I'm like, oh, I hate that part. Yes. It's the lead up. Yeah. It's the like, it's the like, put your shorts and your shoes on and like, pack your bag up and get your keys and go to your car. And the whole time yeah. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be tired and I'm going to be out of breath. Yeah. And yeah. then of course you start doing it. I mean, usually like, I think I quit halfway through my workout today, but <laughs> I did go and I did some stuff, but I also am like somebody who I have to have somebody tell me what to do for an hour. Like I'd rather take a class or like have a trainer come and be like, 100%. do that, do that, just do it. And then I'll go, well, this person will be mad at me if I don't do it. So yeah. I'll do it. And those are way harder workouts, but I like them way more. Me too. Because I don't have to think. I like being guided no yeah. matter what. Like there's not a world where I go and like I, I admire the people who can do like at home workouts. Oh, there's no yep. world. I've tried it like many times and yep. every time 10 minutes in, I'm like, I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah. And then I leave. My couch is two feet yeah. away. <laughs> it's too <laughs> All close. All the stuff in my house that I like better than the floor of my room. Yes. Uh, yes. Right around me. Yeah. It feels dark. It feels like really um, dark times for me when I try and work out at home. Like all of a sudden I'm like transported back to like this weird time where I felt like that was the only option. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to go outside and then pay someone to do this for me. Right. Yeah. My, my, uh, trainer who saved my life with Pilates just gave me these 10 pound weights like a year ago just I think there were extra like lying around the gym and uh it's there's something when (laughs) the act of sitting in my computer chair and doing like bicep curls is I think inherently sad and so I'll do it and just be like what am I I just go to the gym. What am I doing? Yeah yeah Yeah. a little sad me in my life. It's sad. Yeah it's so weird. 
It's sad. I used to date a guy who only worked out at home only. Like that was all he ever did. He would just do these at home workouts. And I always called them prison workouts because it felt so, um, I don't know, confined and weird. Yes. And also like there's just step outside and do it maybe even. You know, yeah. like get a little sunlight. I don't know. Go to a park and find just, the yeah. piece of grass. Yeah. Do something like a little less sad. <laughs> do you remember that old with the that old thing that was always like uh get an old soup can out of your thing and do curls with it or whatever? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder how many people I'm sure like my mom or somebody like took like a tomato soup can and was like yes. doing very slow very light curls I, I was like I, I remember I remember even seeing that as probably like a teenager and being like I'm gonna stand in my fucking kitchen with a soup can <laughs> I well I think people I, I I like when you when I heard you could do it with like um like gallon water jugs Ooh, I remember yeah. thinking like oh oh yeah and and attempting that for truly one and one half minutes yeah and realizing I cannot do this uh but it's yeah I, I think the act of it's weird if I had a complete home gym in in my giant fake imagined house that I don't have, would I do it as much as because because when I get in my car and I have to drive to the gym, there is that feeling of exactly what you said. This is like 20, 25 minutes away in traffic. Yep. Like if I if I pull into the main drag that like my gym is on and there's traffic. I get so mad. I'm like, yeah. Well, what am I even doing? What is this about? I should, I should just go home. I should yeah. pull off and go eat a burger over there. I've done that. I've pulled off and just been like, I'm going to eat food instead. That's Mark. the funniest part too, where you're like, not only am I not going to do this, I'm going to like pull in the opposite direction <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. punish uh, eat, myself. Eat junk food. <laughs> it's like, so if I, weird. I can't, I can't just, I can't just not do this and then just go home and resume yeah. my day. It's like, I have to punish myself. Mm-hmm. Not punish my, I know what. Sometimes it's a reward. Sometimes, Sometimes it's, it's fun. quite fun. Yeah. 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 But it is very funny. Yeah. It's never just like, I'm going to go home instead and actually do some work or something. It's just like, you're going to go home and do the exact opposite. Yeah. You got to. Uh, when you were, because um, I remember you, uh, we, we, we've been talking on previous episodes, sort of mildly running theme, at least like for me, that I, where is, is me getting uh, sort of advice from Stevie where I'll, like a couple times I did the whole 30 and uh, and then found out later that uh, she didn't like it very much, like as a concept. Yeah, and then, and I don't then, believe and in we've diets. We've been talking like keto, paleo, whole thirty as being like unsustainable. When you uh, started to regularly exercise and make your own food, was there ever any like were you slavish to any like oh I eat like this or I eat like that or were you just consciously eating better and eating less and getting healthier? I mean, yeah, it was that. I mean, I've, this is like, I'm like, I've like struggled with my weight my entire life and like have like three separate times in my life, like lost a a significant amount of weight and then like gained it all back and then some, and then lost as it. And you know, they were, when I did, when they actually worked and when I did lose a lot of weight, it was like lifestyle changes Mm. and it was just like, I eat like this. I consistently eat like this. The second time it was like, I didn't drink any alcohol for like a few months. I was really like strict, but they, they all were very strict and they all were very, um, like I'm going to do this until I reach this weight and then I can do whatever I want. Mm. And then once I got to that weight, I did whatever I want and I gained all the way back and, and more. Yeah. And this time, cause I've like, I'm, I'm making some lifestyle changes now and I've lost a little bit of weight. Um, 
and this time is very different for me. Um, beyond just any lifestyle, beyond any like physical food lifestyle changes, like um, I've done a lot of um, mental and emotional lifestyle changes in the last couple of years. Very nice. And learned to like find a balance between like enjoying myself and like taking care of myself and not beating myself up if I don't do it perfectly. And I feel like this time it's felt a lot easier. It's, it's going a lot slower. Yes. But it's a lot easier. It's a lot more fun. It's like, you know what? Enjoy yourself every now and then, or maybe like have a whole weekend where you just fucking suck at it and you like eat pizza and drink beer and I can wake up on Monday and go, okay, that wasn't the best. I'm not going to spend any time going like, you're a fucking fat piece of shit, mm. idiot, moron who can never do it. Because usually after one bad weekend, I'll go, well, you'll never figure it out. And then I'll just say, fuck it and keep doing what I was doing that yeah. whole weekend. But it'll just be every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it feels totally different this time to just be like, go easy on yourself. Be patient. It's going to be slow you know that it's good for you and it makes you feel good. You know that also the other stuff, the more bad stuff also makes you feel good and you can do that every now and then and it's okay. And it makes it a lot easier to like stay on track for more of the time and to like know that I'm taking care of myself physically and emotionally most of the time. And then every now and then like I'm going to not do it perfectly and that's okay too. And it just makes physically like, taking care of myself and eating better and exercising, it makes it way easier to do that and to just go like, yeah, it's going to like be a little while before you're like under 200 pounds. And maybe also you won't get under 200 pounds and maybe also you'll gain five pounds and it's all fine. You're all okay. You're alive. You're fine. There's stuff you can do. Yeah. You won't, you're not going to die. You're cool. It's fine. Well, it's the difference between changing your month like changing the course of your month yeah. or your season and changing the course of your entire life, which I think is something that I never realized before, but everything you're saying is like, yeah, if you implement this and put it in place and, and think about it as like, this is not a race, a marathon, a jerk. It's, it's just, yeah. that's, it's just the road and the road goes on forever. Totally. Yeah. Well, well, it's like if I'm, if I'm like on a diet or something and I'm like, I'm going to be really good this month and I'm not going to eat bread and I'm not going to whatever. And then somebody's like, hey, we're going to go get burgers. Do you want to come? And I like have a panic attack. Yeah. Because I'm like, but I said I wasn't going to eat any of that stuff. Yes. And, and then, then you can't have fun. Yes. If I go, does that mean I'm bad? Yeah. And then I go and I'm like, well, I could make a good choice while I'm there. And then I'm like, but the burgers look so good. And I get a burger with bread and then I go, you're a fucking idiot. And then I'll eat burgers every day for the, and it's just like. To now just go like, I'm not on a diet. Yep. I'm trying to be good. If someone says, let's go get burgers, I have options. I can say, no, I don't want to go. I can say, yes, I want to go and make a good choice. Or I can say, yes, I want to go and eat the burger and like not beat myself up over Well, because sometimes the burger is the good choice. Yeah. Like in my experience and, you know, I struggled with, uh, I've struggled with eating disorders my entire life and, and got into recovery like four years ago. 
And um, the burger, a lot of the time, is the right choice for me. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like the choice that made, and it's like, it's about lifetime, not like how you were saying, Dave. Like, it's about longevity. It's not yeah. about like getting arriving at a certain weight. Right. I've arrived at a certain weight and never made me happy. Right. I like, you know what I mean? It yep. never brought what I thought it would. It didn't bring millions of dollars. It didn't bring like this internal feeling of like, I've arrived. Yes. I felt, I felt like I was like, is this all there is? Yeah. yeah. You know? The most compliments I've ever gotten in my appearance were during a time where I had uh, stopped eating because I was sad. Same. And and, Same. and truly, that's never happened before and it's never happened since. But I remember pe- people being like, whoa, yep. look at you. And uh, that is a bad lesson. Yeah. Or, or that's a bad, uh, it's, it's negative reinforcement. Uh, but I definitely, um, I definitely took it as oh oh this this is what this is how i have to eat now good. yeah um but it was like breakup sadness and then the next time i had a breakup i was like well bring here on we go the, bring on, <laughs> yeah and then and there then, we go and it didn't work i was like wait why am i eating more what's happening yeah. i thought i was sad yeah well it's also changing from like i every time i like tried to get healthy in the past it was truly only for the result i wanted was i did it for how i would look me too always and not how to you now feel. be like now I'm going to try and do this for how I feel because I'm not going to look different overnight. I might look the same. Who knows what I will look like for any reason, for anything, for the rest of my life. Yep. It's just like, okay, it has to be about how you feel. It feels good to like eat healthy yes. and to exercise. And also sometimes it feels good to eat a burger. And yeah. sometimes it feels good to like know that you're taking care of yourself and like it feels good. And it's like that is more important. As much as I want to look in the mirror and be like, damn. And sometimes I do, and that feels good. Yeah. yeah. That also feels good. Yep. That's part of the feeling good. Like, it can't be just for that. It yeah. Can be, it can be a, a, a side effect of it, yep. which I'm, I am I don't mind. Yeah. I like it. But. but I think that's so incredible, because it, but it also is like, it hits at that thing of like, not to talk about law of attraction, but I think if you feel good, you attract good, right? Like, in general, sure. if you feel good, you attract good things. And I feel like that hits at that, where it's like, if you're starting to feel good by eating well, you'll also attract other things that will make you feel good. And then it's just this nice cycle of being like, oh, I'm feeling good. I have a nice relationship or I'm dating well or whatever. Yes. It, you know what I mean? Well, I feel like it's almost the opposite for me where it was like I started to I started doing stuff that made me feel better just about myself emotionally and like my the way that I conduct myself like in relationships and with other people. And then it was like, man, I'm doing all this good stuff for my brain. Like, why don't I also start eating good too? Like it, mm. like the, 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 the eating and the exercising and the taking care of myself almost came afterwards where, oh, I but love I that. think it was the, the, that part was attracted from the other stuff. Yeah. I love that. That yeah. makes so much it sense. Was like I'm already doing all this stuff to make myself feel good. Why don't I add this thing on top of it and I'll feel even better. Yeah. And it, and it does. I do. Yeah. It's like you just added like one extra ingredient almost, you know, like you're yes. just like, and we'll just add that one little thing and it'll feel good. Totally. And then, and then to go like, and it's going to be tough and I'm not super happy with like where I'm at health wise right now. And to just go like, well, why don't you just do it and do your best and not beat yourself up. And now months later, it's like, I feel pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's and so cool. Like, well, yeah, it's such a re- realizing how I'm sleeping, how I'm eating, how I'm relating to other people. The, I mean, you saying the energy, the, the kind of the law of attraction thing is, I mean, 
during that, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, not eating because I'm sad. I, I, I was attracting people, but it was the kind. It was probably not the. It was not long term energy that Same. I want to keep around. It was like. It was people who could. It wasn't like oh, they can smell my sadness, but it was. It was a sort of, um, you know, I don't know if it's like oh, he's brooding. Let's go over there, but but long term, feeling better and sleeping better and eating better. It's all. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's impossible. I think it's impossible to get to the age that I'm at and not. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm actually that's not true. I do know some people yeah, who are too. pretty thoughtless, but. Just waking up and going, oh, wow, more of this, more of like your life. It's just going to keep happening. Yeah. And that like 20s to 30s of, oh, we're we're doing a Del Taco night or we're a couple nights a week or 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 I'm going to drink until I fall asleep in my clothes or or whatever. And uh, and it's okay because I'm 23. I mean, it makes me think of. How if you go to any college campus, you see a bunch of 18-year-olds smoking. Like what you were saying of, yeah. oh, I'm not with my parents anymore. Yeah. Yes, yes, People yes. who probably just did that because they were like, there's literally no one to tell me I yeah, can't do Yeah, it's a this. reaction to something else. Yeah. And I think what those kids need, to, if I could go back in time and time, I mean, I didn't smoke then, but if I could talk to a group of kids like that uh, who would be like, fuck you, old man, uh, I would be <laughs> like, no one is here to tell you you can't do that now, but I got news for you. No one is ever going to be there to tell you you can't do that for the rest of your life. So if you keep doing that, like, you know, I, I, I didn't do that when I was 18, but I also like ate and drank and partied all the time. I'm I'm well into my 30s now. And newsflash, there's still nobody governing me except for me. And so that like went from being um, terrifying to being kind of liberating where I where it, it is. It is a choice. You yeah. can eat a burger. You can eat poorly. You can you can eat poorly in quotes and and have some junk. For me, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I crave all that stuff that much anymore because what I crave the most is like long term happiness. Yeah. Well, and don't you find that it's easier now as like when you've had a little bit of life behind you, it's like easier now to be patient with those things. Like I find that I'm very patient now in romantic relationships. I'm very patient now in friendships. I'm very patient in seeing progress of working out or like eating well, like I'm no longer seeking that quick fix because the quick fix is not sustainable. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of nice to know that you're like, I'd like to build a relationship instead of just enter into one. And I'd like to like build a healthy, healthy lifestyle instead of just like adopt something someone else told me to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like, I don't know. I, I get, again, just like, the things I've been learning over the last couple of years or whatever, where it's just like, it feels like, I guess for me, like all this fear stuff where it was like, and sometimes I, I was thinking about what you were saying about like in your twenties and you smoke and you whatever. And it's just like, I feel like sometimes you have to just like, you have to do that yes. to yeah. know how much, how bad it feels. Yes. Like you have to do it and go through it and then go and then feel how good it feels now and go, Oh, that's why I don't do that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but like that everything for me, I will only speak for me. I think it might be like this for a lot of people, but like, especially when you're younger or you haven't learned things or you're less mature, it's like all fear-based where it's like relationships were like, I will say whatever you want me to say. I will be whoever you want me to be so that I can like have sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Cause that's what I want. I like want to like, I want to put my dick in something. <laughs> and like, if you want me to be, if you want me to shut up, I'll shut up. If you want me to be funny, I'll be funny. If you want. And like, 
because it was, I was so afraid that I would never have it that once I had it or once you gave me an inch, I would just like sick, sink yeah. my hooks into you and yes. go like suck as much out of it as I can before you were like, uh, bye bye. You're fucking bye. Yeah. yeah. It's, so lack now it's mentality. like, it's like, okay to just be like, you know, like it's like, okay to just like, I don't know, like take your time, like go on a date and like see if it's good. Or like to go on a couple of dates with a person and then just go like, I don't think it's going to work out and it's okay to just like not have it happen anymore. And it's okay that like, I didn't get to like have sex with that person or something. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it, like it truly, it used to be like anything, anyone who just, who it gave me any kind of, I was just like, well, I have to do whatever I can. And it was too much effort and it was too much fear and it was too much. And it's just like, it's okay to be like, you'll be okay if it doesn't work out with this person. Oh yeah. Anytime I've acted like that, it's been a byproduct of uh, being in that, uh, you know, my, my little like inner child, teenage self being like, you bet this person likes you and yep. that didn't used to happen. And, and, and what if this is the, yeah. I, like, I used to really have that mentality of, Oh, this is the last time someone's going to find me attractive. Yeah. Which is psycho. Life is long, but you don't have, but I'm the hot. thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah <they're> fucking, hot. <laughs> fucking hot, dude. It's hard to be that hot. Um, <laughs> it is one of those things though, that it's like, because you're young, you don't have the experience to know that you have options, right? Like mm-hmm. it does feel like when you're young, this is your one shot, doesn't that is it? That's crazy. Like, you're right. It yeah. feels like it's your I one do not shot. Have options, yeah. yeah, it's like you don't have options. It's your one shot, lack mentality. And then all of a sudden, as you get older, you're like, oh, I've loved like four people in the past few years. Oh, wow. Like this can happen for me. I can be patient and like ha- make choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. One of the choices yeah. can be like, I'm going to be by myself for a month or two or three or six or whatever. Yeah. Just like that can be a choice. I'm just yes. like, I'm going to like, sp- I'm going to take this time and I'm going to like hang out with my friends Yeah. or like, I'm going to work on something or, you know what I mean? To not just be like, I'm nothing if someone else is invalidating me yeah. from outside of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm not talking to someone or br- something uh-huh. is, if something's not on the back burner or brewing, then I have no value. It's mm-hmm. like. Oof, what a hard place to operate from. Oof, yeah, I remember. I mean, you know, like that first, that first like early 20s heartbreak, I think for me at least was, was, was just, just, a, uh, you know, an offshoot of everything we're talking about, which is, oh, I thought, oh, wait, how is this not it? I thought this was the thing that what now, now, now what is there? There's nothing after this. I mean, I remember because, because I had my first big breakup like that when, when you and I were living together and I was just like a utter wreck. And it was not like, I don't even think it was, oh, I love this person so much. I need to still be with them. It was just, well, what now? I just did this for two years. I thought this was it forever. And I was like pretty insufferable back then. Oof. Yeah. Same. I mean, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. You were okay. Well, hard to, you know, he uh, and I, he and I, were, I remember we were doing, we did, we did, we were doing sketch comedy together at the time, and, and I was going through something, and it was like, it, it's the selfishness of how could anyone possibly understand my pain? It's so unique, but they need to understand that there's no way I can possibly go on with this thing. Oh, we have yeah. a show to write. Well, guess what? I can't. I, we, I just had a breakup. Okay. So I'm going to go in my room and, and 
that like that version of me is so, ugh, I want to like hug that guy and go, hey, hey you're guy. fine, but you're also so annoying right now. <laughs> I remember that very specifically. <laughs> yeah. We were all meeting in the other room. You went into your oh, bedroom. No. Yeah. We were all like, what's Dave doing? It's okay. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it coming from. Long, yeah. It was a very long time yeah. ago. And uh, I was like, I'll go talk to Dave. And I went into his room and I was like, hey, man, we're all uh, meeting out here. Are you going to come? And you were like, uh, yeah, I know we're meeting out there. I'm not fucking stupid. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I went back out. And I remember Aww. also, this is also back when like I couldn't take anybody else being mad because I, you know, was Had no sensitive myself it, yeah. too. So after uh, the meeting left, I remember I went into your room and I was like, if you ever talk to me like that again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Just two 20 I don't give a shit what you're going through, man. Reacting. You do not talk to me like that. Yeah. And then it, five minutes later, we were like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're about that. Each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I was 25. Yeah. It's. Oh, That's gosh. so funny. It's, I mean, the skills you, I mean, I think it's just you, sometimes you acquire skills under duress. Like I, I got to a point I, and was like, I need to be able to cope with my life because this stuff yeah. is going to happen. Yes. But I remember that feeling of like, I couldn't possibly sit in this room and write another minute of this thing that we're doing, which is my fun livelihood that I, that I moved across the country to work on. Yeah. But I got my, I have, I'm having hurt feelings right now. So but I need also, to in my room. it's okay if you're going through something to like take a break for yourself. Yes. I mean like. It's okay we also were, to stop showing, like if you need to stop showing up for something right when you're like not like that, fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You didn't take do anything time for wrong. We didn't know how to do no. it well back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the, 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 you know, the, the, the 10 years later version of that moment is going, hey, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm like having a hard time right now. Uh, the, just the, just the act See of being vulnerable enough yeah. to be like, I know we're meeting at my house. I kind of like need to take a walk or take a breather. Can we call this early? Can I, I got to go to my room instead. Yeah. Instead of getting up and like. In a huff and like going into my room by myself. Was there another detail to that story? Like you were on mushrooms or something? (gasps) (gasps) Oh, God. Oh, no. Did you like take mushrooms to like relax or something? (laughs) Um, Horrible choice. Boy, did I forget about this detail. Okay. Well, now that I, now that you say that, here's what happened. I bought mushrooms for my girlfriend and I to do Uh, together like on some kind of a trip or we were going to go take some hike or go like away for a weekend. Let me guess Joshua tree. I mean, maybe at that point I don't even think I'd been there yet, but we broke up. And so I had this bag of mushrooms that I was just like eating a little here and there uh, for a couple of weeks. And um, Oh my God, I don't know if this was the same night, but that definitely happened that night, and at some point, possibly possibly later that night, possibly later that week, I, on mushrooms, uh, was hid under my desk and left my ex a very, very long voicemail. Oh, oh no. boy, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't, that could have been. This was something you haven't shared. Yeah, yeah, this is new information for sure. I mean, it's just, it was such a, I mean, you know, it was impossible for me to not find any, like, oh, I have these, oh, we were supposed to do this together. And to, so I guess I'm going to do that. It was such a weird, I mean, you know, I was ill-equipped to deal with the things I was feeling. And now, you know, I just want to give that guy a hug. But if I gave my 25 year old self a hug, he'd probably be like, I don't need a fucking hug. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Get off me, old man. <laughs> Aww. Wow. Poor guy. I Aww. know. Poor guy didn't know. Didn't have any tools. Didn't have any tools. It's I, okay. You didn't have tools. I mean, didn't. that's the best thing about like 
I love that when you go to therapy, your therapist calls these things tools because they are. Yeah, they it's are. so helpful. I heard someone say something that was like, this is going to blow your mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like, to go like, if, if you're like, being resentful of somebody or like, being mad at your dad or something and it's like, could you have done a better job than they did only given the tools that they were given? And the answer is no. Yeah. So it's like they, whoever was doing the the thing that was hurtful to you or whatever, like was doing the best that they could. And can you forgive them and have compassion for them? And then can you also, if it's true for them, can it be true for you? Yeah. Does that mean if they were doing, if everyone else in the world is doing the best that they can with the tools they're given, can you also say that for yourself and have a little compassion and patience and forgiveness for yourself for all the f- dumb shit that you did? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's super helpful. Well, sadly, a lot of people aren't doing the best they have with what they're given, but I think that you can, I think that getting older is, you know what the distinction is. Like I, I generationally it's like, okay, well we're millennials and Gen X. They're too uh, old to be our, or they're too young to be our parents, but boomers were our parents and like the greatest generation were their parents. And, God knows what the fuck they were doing to our parents. And so, yeah, I think it's it's absolutely like some shit was going on. And then they, they were like, well, we're not going to do what they did. We're going to do the best we can with what we were given, just like you're saying. And then, I mean, God forbid I ever have kids. I'm going to be like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I still think they were. I, have I do this, too. I think everyone's doing the best they can. Yeah. With I have this thing have. about baby boomers that's like, I feel really bad for them. Like, they're parents our grandparents they went off to like the most horrific war and they came back all ptsd and yes. alcoholics yeah. and yes. they had the largest generation of children who they fucked up yeah. with yeah. their ptsd and so a lot of those people became like these sort of alcoholic controlling like yep. ptsd people then they had us and yep. they fucked us up but we are like, thank God we're the generation that's like halfway through our lives. We're like, you know what? It's going to, it's okay to like go to therapy and take care of yep. yourself and like be sad and feel your feelings. And, and I feel so bad for our parents that were in the generation where it like, like it's not okay to go. It's weak to go to therapy. Don't you dare fucking cry. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, you I'll know, give don't, you something to cry. don't yes. feel sorry for yes. yourself. And still, even in their old age, like are still not all of them, but I think most of them are like latched onto that. And it's just like, they got stuck in the middle generation where you couldn't get help. Yep. And it was there if you needed it and they, it was too embarrassing or it's, it's too much of a failure. And I feel really terrible for them. I do too. And they're the ones that are now these like insane people that are like kind of ruining our country. Yeah. And, (laughs) but it's, it is one of those things where it's like, you kind of have to be like, it's all fear-based. Like when somebody goes and, biz- and is like, Muslims are going to come and blow up your house or whatever. Like they're like, yes, I am afraid of that. Like anything you tell me to be afraid of, I yeah. will be afraid of. Like, yes, everything is fear-based. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's- and it's crazy to also just sort of go like, look, I've said this before. I don't know if people think it, but I'm like, you can even look at like Donald Trump and go, he is doing the best that he can. I mean, 
it's bad and it's 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 awful that he's the president. Yeah. But like But he really nobody is. taught him how to do it any better. If he could do it better, he um, would have of course he would. Yeah. And if you and part of that, I think part people I, I've had friends be like, I don't believe people are doing the best they can, like with what they have. And what I would say is like if that guy had tools, if that guy had therapy, if that guy had some of the tools we have, if he was in a 12-step program, if he came to terms with being a narcissist, whatever that is, I truly believe he would have some sort of spiritual awakening in order to operate in the world effectively. Yeah, There's not a world where you couldn't have that. If you have the tools and you have the awareness, most people will act on it. Yeah. I, 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 to- I, okay, I totally agree. I think that, I think that distinction helps me understand this because I think it's interesting to think about the best someone can do with the tools they have because it's, uh, you know, that, I mean, it's a very interesting example or odd example to use the president, but it's like he has the means to do all of that stuff, yes. but he won't do it. So does that mean he's not doing the best with the tools he's given? Because I don't think he won't do it. I think he can't do it. Like, like, okay. He literally cannot. Yeah. Like I think that somebody like Donald Trump or all these like terrible politicians, like they know that they're like hurting people. Mm -hmm. They just don't, nobody taught them to care. Right. Like they know that it's bad. You can tell when you confront one of them and you put facts in front of them and they like get skittish and they they walk away because nobody taught them to, to like listen to somebody and take in what they said. You know what I mean? Like they know. Yeah. Yeah. Even like resources, like money and stuff like that, where it's like, you know, if somebody's like, I have all this money, but I never, I just fucking slack off and I don't contribute anything to whatever. And it's like, and it takes somebody being like opening their eyes to that, which would be their first tool, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Like it has okay, some change yeah. has to happen. Yeah. But it's like when you go like, it, it's not like Donald Trump or somebody is like, I don't understand that people are being hurt by what he, of course he understands. He doesn't care. Because nobody taught him to care. Nobody, be a tool. No, no role yes. model for him was like, you should care about other people. Yeah, compassion is key yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like somebody... He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, it's like he was clearly raised by people who didn't nurture him or tell him it was okay to be wrong or tell him how to um, take criticism. Like, he wasn't raised by that. He's he's a reaction and could operate from making choices, but he he's a reaction and at, therefore just reacts. He's a reaction. Can I just so let's go easy on him, guys? Come on, let's. We <laughs> want I, I to say, say let's. Should we have him back again for president I, for four more years? I'd love to like, have him back. I feel like this is where this is going. Uh, <laughs> stop me if, if you disagree, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Mr. President, come on our podcast. Oh yeah, we can help you. We can guide you in the right direction. The whole time he just talked about food. this is manifesting something <laughs> through a podcast. He's like, I love my hamburgers. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, you is- want to talk about relationships? Oh. I love women. Do I have one? <laughs> I only no use idea. him as like the worst example oh, of yeah. like just somebody who he's he's like the no, a number one top of the pile worst scenario worst where you boomer. could yeah. possibly go, well, nobody taught him and nobody I mean Yeah, you go He's very bad. <laughs> who's the worst boomer? The president. Who's the yeah. best boomer? My mommy. Your mama. Well, actually uh-huh. I think it's my mommy. <laughs> okay, well <laughs> we can talk about that afterwards. It's definitely um, not my mom. No? Well no. <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen her on your Instagram story. She seems cute. She's a real cute mom, but good God, she she can't even hug me. My mom's oh, yeah. my mom's yeah. an unaffectionate mom. Does she listen to me to the pod? Uh, hope not. 
I don't think so. This is just we're all this. We're here to process. If you're listening, I'd love a hug. I'd like a hug next time I see you. (laughs) Come on the podcast. And if you're mom in general, you can hug me. I'd like that too. I'd like to open that up even wider. If you're listening to this, you can hug me. Mm. That's anyway. You know what? I don't want to open it that wide. If you're listening to this and we know each other and uh, we have some sort of relationship, and you're not a you're not a creep. You can hug me. I'd like to close it back up. If you're listening to this and you're my mommy, you can hug me. That's all. Any hugs you'll accept or no? Um, I'd prefer not. Yeah. <laughs> feels... I like hugs. I love a hug. I, I feel like too. sometimes I'm like, I'm like, t- I'm like a touchy friend. I like to touch my friend, my friends, my friends. Healthy. I like to touch. My, I like to grab my friend's arms and go. Mm, I like to give my friends a little kiss on the cheek. You know. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call you. Uh, I wouldn't call you. Just, probably just not with you. <laughs> what i missed it what do you say he's just saying he's not affectionate with me he's oh. i'm sorry just not anyway all my friends but you okay wow <sighs> this is a weird place to end no honestly it's super funny and you know we like to joke on this podcast and it's funny when your friends joke with you i'm gonna give you a big off-air hug Ooh, off-air i'll accept that from you great cute um my friend we've come to the point in our show where Ooh. i would love for you to pick a number between one through five. Mm. And then that number corresponds to a question that huh. you will then be asked. Yes. By one of us. I'm going to choose five. This wink. is a good one. Wink, wink. Okay. <laughs> Sir, if you could give your... God damn, I got cocky and then I fucked it up. You blew it. Mark and edit But points. something we've learned is that uh, with patience and time, you can probably find something that works for you. Yeah, we so that today. Today, right now. So if you'd like, uh, give it a few more shots. <laughs> Let's get it a few more reads and I'm we'll pick use, the favorite. I'm going to use my tools right now okay. to really knock this out. Okay. Mookie, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice about relationships or food or both, what would it be? Oh, shit. That is a good question. It is a really good question. Give We're my very good at our job. <laughs> advice about relationships. It would definitely be, well, hmm. Damn. You know, food, I'd say, food, I food, maybe I'll do them separately. Sure. Yeah. My advice to myself about food would be, I, I feel like it's what I said today, but it's just like, it's okay to be, it's okay to, it's okay to have fun and it's okay to take care of yourself too. Mm. Great. Love it. And That's you'll good. never, you'll never, you won't, you'll, don't worry, you'll get to eat pizza. <laughs> uh, don't even worry, even if so, sometimes you're not going to eat it, but it doesn't mean you'll never eat it again. Oh my gosh. That's great. I love that. That would be, that would be my food. My relationships would be, um, oh boy. Um. God, I almost want to say like. No, I won't say that. I'm say it. I would say like I'm at the edge of my seat. Honestly, it, I'm waiting. I'm so excited. Like, be patient. It will be really fun. Oh, oh that's good. I love that. That's almost. I will Just say, be, be patient. Generally, that's kind of kind of what both. you said about food. Too. Yeah, mm. like. Be be patient. You'll get to you can you'll get to have pizza, and in this case, the pizza could be something. F- no, <laughs> Steve is looking. I'm not going to say something gross. What? 
I felt like you were leaning. You son of a bitch. You wanted to so no. bad. You wanted to say no, something so gross. Don't throw me under the bus. I'm Ugh. not gross. I was waiting for it, honestly. You know what? Never mind. Oh, please try again. No, I are say the say the gross thing you wanted to say. Oh my god. <laughs> I look no It's too I, late now, you have to. Uh-huh. No, I literally was just gonna say like a nice date or like a fun makeout or like a good relationship. Mm. Be patient. You like you saying I can still have like you still get to have pizza. If it means like you're sitting in a breakup or you're sitting in like a relationship situation that's not working, or a period of solitude or isolation that's like either uh, brought upon by yourself or otherwise, it's like there's something good coming for you later. Mm, I love sure. that. That was not gross at all. I, I know. I'm really sorry for doing that to you. <laughs> and yes, let's let's just go back. <laughs> the pizza in this situation is pussy. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. that's, what, we were it. that's for. what I was gonna say. I knew it. Whether <laughs> um, eating a slice of pizza or a slice, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Mickey, thank you so much. That was uh, that was Thanks, the guys. last segment was of really the show. Nice. I would love to direct our listeners to uh, some online destinations where people can find some more information about you. Information about me. You have a database. Google's a good one. Do you have a database <laughs> of some sort? I have an internet movie database. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, know, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram. Raya. No, not on Raya. They won't have me. Um. You can follow me on Twitter, Lil Mookie B. I have a fun Twitter. I don't do anything. I It's all just jokes and fun. Nice. So if you want to laugh, you come there, you get a laugh. I tweet <laughs> about once every couple of weeks. Oh, wow. But it's gold every time. I'll have you rolling on the floor. Wow. And um, I don't know. That's it. Just, Instagram? You know, just Instagram. I don't know. That's you got just a website? for my friends. What do you have? A website now? Nope. No website. Wow. Follow him, Lil Mookie B. Show announcements. If you're doing a show, they'll be there. A fun joke. Uh, Great. Yeah. I like to retweet him. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's and Blake Lock on, 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 on Instagram. And Blake Lock. Okay. If you want to see some pics. Ooh. Sometimes he posts fun Instagram stories where there's a little spider emoji on his face. It makes me laugh very hard. Oh, wow. I need to follow you. I don't follow you. I'll give you a follow back. Oh, my <gasps> God. I've gained a follower. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like uh, we have learned from you and with you yeah. and grown with. I feel like we've, and I also feel like we've grown together, you and I, because we actually have. Wow. Yes, we've grown up together. We were little boys, and now we're now little we're men. little men. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, little men. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. There he is. There it was. That's Mookie. That happened. Um, <laughs> he's wonderful. He has such a cool, um, what a cool, stable outlook on food and relationships. Yeah. It's, I mean, and you know, we, you know, there's that moment at the end where I say we, we grew up together and it's, you know, it's not a joke. It's really, um, no, you guys really, really did. It's really nice. Um, you know, I have a couple friends like that, a couple of people I still talk to from high school, but he's someone that consistently in my life since I was, I guess, 20 or 21 you know knowing me like throughout some really wild times I mean it's getting into that talking about when we lived together was very mm, funny for me yeah in your early like, 20s because that story was less like oh I was in so much pain and more like oh no I I embarrassed myself in front of my good cool friend who I like mm. uh but you know it's just um what a fun 
it, it was like a trip down memory lane, but it, it was also just a cool way to see the evolution of someone or hear about it. Yeah, it's not, it was nice for me because I know no, I knew nothing about Mookie, to be honest. I knew nothing about him. I knew he was a good friend of yours, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so nice to learn about him and learn about your guys' relationship and how much you both have evolved separately yeah. and are still friends, which I think is like key to friendship, right? Is like you both have a willingness to keep evolving and growing, and you're both clearly, very clearly doing the work which mm-hmm. is like, God, that's inspirational to me, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, his he definitely, you know, him learning to cook and all that stuff was has just, I, I've been admiring it for years. And it's funny because we got into all that stuff and all the philosophical stuff and the stuff that he and I have long conversations about, which is to say nothing of his, you know, he, he's he's been a series regular on a sitcom he's been a he's been a writer on on a you know comedy bang bang on ifc he frequently like performs at ASCAD at ucb he's he's extremely funny and i think you could tell from that interview but you know we did evolve from just these little uh goofball fetuses of of who we are to who we are now which is you know i don't i think the version of this if you and i had done this podcast uh you know 10 years ago i th- i would have been yeah can you even imagine i can't however i w- i did start doing a like relationship and dating blog 10 years ago and we would do vlogs and answer relationship questions and i look back at some of that and go wow i didn't know anything i was so unqualified yeah way more unqualified than i am now yeah i mean we're still so unqualified yeah but (laughs) (laughs) yeah we are but in a calm way of saying hey we don't know what's best that's why we'll talk to other people i do think i mean as we are technically unqualified i think being as thoughtful as we are and i don't think that that is arrogant no because when you because thoughtful i think can have a couple connotations when you're as thoughtful slash neurotic as i might be (laughs) it's like you do process a lot of emotions and thoughts about stuff and all of this, the subject of our show is what's on my mind all the time. Me too, at all times. Bodies, health, eating, dating, loving, living. And so it's really, really interesting. I mean, I, I would, I'd love to have someone on that you've known for that long. Mm, maybe I'll find someone, a 15-year-old friendship. I think I have a few people that would be great. I'll let you, I'll get back to you. Okay, Dave? Yeah. Also, I just want to touch on um, the patience aspect of that. I Oh, I love the through line of like, be patient. Do you know how hard it is to be patient when things are not happening or it doesn't look like how you want it to? I love the idea of just like having the faith that it will all work out. Of course. It's not just, oh, we live in LA and we're trying to be in entertainment or we are in entertainment. And that is a lot of hurrying up to wait more. It's just also getting older realizing oh there's a lot more of this there's going to be decades of this the yeah. fact that you know um i'll live another lifetime like i'll live for i'm just turned 30 i'll be 30 i'll, I'll live 36 more years probably at least that's cool that is well it's cool but it's also like wow you gotta be patient yeah you have to life is life long. is long yeah Life is long. Life is long. Martin Scorsese is almost 80. He just made a movie. People are saying it's probably going to win Oscars. Good for him. Damn. 78 years old. Love that. I, I, I hope I I hope I do one of the things that he's done. By that time. time. It takes me to get to 78. Me too. Yeah? No, I don't want to be a filmmaker necessarily. <laughs> 
But I hope I do something that makes me feel as good as that probably makes him feel. Mm-hmm. You Francis know? Ford Coppola is still making movies, but also owns a vineyard. Maybe you'll own a vineyard. I, yeah, that would be a weird turn for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah, love wine. I'm a huge wine fan. But I do make bad wine for people in the masses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well... Yeah, that was just... Uh, that was really nice. It was... Yeah, it's just... It's it's sort of the synthesis of a lot of um, conversations I've had with you and him. Yeah. He... um, Yeah, he... We, we were talking about some of this stuff. He got me through... um Almost about a year ago, I, I went through like a bit of a, a, a tough uh, time um and, and had kind of come straight from like a horrible uh, confrontation with someone. Yeah. And went to his house. And it's not that he talked me through it, but he just sat there and listened. And he had a lot of like really nice stuff to say afterwards. And uh, I think like that was like kind of the beginning of my being fully cognizant of, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Life is long. We've become like completely different people. Yeah. Because we used to be like little idiots 11 years ago sitting on our couch that we probably found out on the street. Yeah. You know, eating Del Taco surrounded by rappers, even though we lived a block from a beautiful, amazing taqueria that we would bypass to go get fast food. And now look at us cooking in our own kitchens. Ugh. Wow. Um, They grow up so fast. They. (laughs) They, we. We grow up so fast. (laughs) Um, hey listeners you can reach us on our hotline it's 213-458-5236 call us and leave us a message about anything you want and we'll use it in an episode uh, again that's been slow going maybe maybe we'll phase that out if people don't actually want to do it <laughs> it's been a couple of episodes now so i'm just gonna keep saying it you can call us it's fine we love to call hear us you. we want to get messages and you can write us an email we've gotten a couple good ones if we get enough maybe we'll do a whole episode devoted mm-hmm. to our mailbag mm-hmm. it's iburn everything pod at gmail.com as always you can follow stevie and i on social media if you want but you know whatever go uh go stalk us on social media where we're posting cute pics of our guests stevie's dogs uh every now and then i'll throw a front face and uh, iphone video up there if i think of a joke yeah sometimes a joke a rogue joke every once in a while <laughs> I'll toss a rogue <laughs> joke in there for you if you're feeling deprived of my comedic voice <laughs> um but again thank you so much for listening and you know rate and subscribe on itunes if you haven't already leave a review it really does help us and you know i think in the past we just say it to toss it off but i think i'm gonna say it with some more weight from now on. yeah we really mean it it's really nice to read these reviews and see if um you know some you just are never sure what's happening on the other end it's like are we doing this into a void yeah it's like is there a black hole and are we just doing this black hole podcast and it'd be nice to know that we're not alone yeah, and you know, I will be kind of petty for a second. I did look up a podcast I don't necessarily like and didn't think uh, was very popular, and they have just so many reviews and ratings. What? Yeah, can you believe it? I think they're just setting up dummy Gmail accounts. <gasps> yeah, I think they're cooking the books, and you know what? I'm going to expose them. Right about now. now. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Collectors Club, Club. you're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.